Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ryan McCarthy, watching in upstate New York, says, Why does Saskatchewan have the best town names? Paradise Hill, Moose Jaw. Well, he says Flynn Flon, and that's actually Manitoba. And frankly, I'm partial to Medicine Hat. How about that? I also learn something every day. We learned today that Flynn Flon Manitoba stands for Flintibetty Flonaton, a fictional character from a 1905 novel. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday. Welcome to the RP Show, your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show. We are live on Game Plus Television across the country, two of them actually, Canada and the U.S., and we are at Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. We've got uh, our co-host with us, Darren Moose DuPont. How you doing, Moose? I don't have your mic turned up. No. No, you don't. No, I do. That's on me. That's on me. I'm doing good. Yeah. I'm doing good. Everybody's into it. How do you like us so far? Yeah. Hey, coming up over the next two hours, your favorite sports talk. Uh, we've got Marshall Paulus joining us from the Saskatchewan Rush as they again face another must-win game this Saturday night at Sastel Center. We've got the peerless and ageless CBC Calgary and Olympic veteran broadcaster Doug Dirks. Now, I don't know how much that means to you, Moose, but it means a lot to me. This guy doesn't age. And he is a pro's pro. And he's seen it all. Doug Dirk's going to be down here with us. And uh, Sean Reynolds from Sportsnet Winnipeg going to be joining us to uh, talk about the Jets, the ice, ice, ice baby, and whatever else is going on. The the Listen Live people can't tell what I'm wearing right now, but the viewers can. It's my Brandon Wheat Kings gear. Oh, I like it. Hey, thank you, Rick Regan. I like it, too. It's one of my favorite jackets. I like this thing. Yeah. And one of the biggest decisions in my life revolve around what I'm going to wear every morning. You know? I know. <laughs> I know. On the air. You're a little more, I guess, fashionable than me. But for my Brandon peeps, my Manitoba peeps, I got my Wheat Kings gear on. So that's a little bit of what's going on. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan? Thanks, and we'll get going. There were so many games last night in the National Hockey League as I look at the NHL leftovers from Wednesday that I'm only going to read the highlights. Edmonton star forward Connor McDavid is back on top of the NHL scoring race after the Oilers 5-2 win over Dallas. He had two assists and sealed the victory with an empty netter. Connor McJesus has 113 points, two more than Florida's Jonathan Hubie-Dooby-Doo Huberdo. There's no race for the NHL uh, Hart Trophy, right? It's it's McDavid? No. It's not. It's not. It's not. For the Hart Trophy? For the Hart. For the MVP. Yeah, no. There's a, there's a massive race for it. But is, I'm, I'm sorry. Is Huberto in the race? I guess that's what I'm I saying. I think he's in the conversation as a yeah. dark horse, but I don't know if he's... The race between these guys is not... Okay, it's no, only it's for, for the, the Art Ross. Yes. The Art Ross. Chicago beat Arizona 4-3 in overtime. It's going around what the Coyotes are charging for season tickets. It's come across my timeline several times they're charging fourteen thousand dollars for one season ticket in that new ring and as i said to you and our guy lee today lee g because there's now two lees in my life my brother and our business consultant yeah 
Lee G sent us the season ticket pricing for the Coyotes. I'm like, you can ask for whatever you want. Does it mean you're going to ask for $100,000 a season ticket? You don't know if you, you'll never know if you don't <laughs> you'll ask. You'll never know if you don't ask. That's right. Uh, Vegas top Washington 4-3 in overtime. The Golden Knights are still two points out of a playoff spot. And they're talking about Alex Ovechkin realistically catching Wayne Gretzky's all-time goals record. I guess he's only 21 behind Gordon Howe. Yeah. I don't have a problem with it. I mean, but who would have ever thought that Gretzky's... You, you knew some of his records would fall, but you wouldn't think no, that thought, one would fall. You these were lifetime records. I did. But he did tie Bossy and Gretzky for most 50-goal seasons, right? He tied him. So if Ovi has one more 50-goal season, he stands alone. Yeah. We might have to start talking about putting Alex Ovechkin on the Mount Rushmore of NHLers. And I don't necessarily have a problem with it. I mean, I've, I don't know him personally. I've been around him lots. I've watched him live a ton. He's matured as a player. Yep. I used to not like the way he played. How can you not now like the way that he plays? Right? Yeah, and there's something you say all the time. Hmm. When, um, was it the versions of different teams go on records? You know, uh, streaks of winning games, and you're like, they can tie it, but they won't, the hockey gods won't let them beat it. Right, say it all the time. I man. don't think Ovechkin gets another 50-goal season for that reason. He can tie <laughs> Bossy and Gretzky. And maybe he'll get to 45 or 49 next year, but he won't get to 50. Tell your friends, start spreading the news. The RP Show is live on Game Plus Television right now and YouTube. Just check it in. Uh, Carlos Legena says, hello from Indianapolis. From John Schmeiser says, good morning from Kansas City. Darren Workman, good morning from blustery Salt Lake City. Windy enough to take up Dorothy's house here. That's going to be Wizard of Oz uh, reference, I would think. Yeah. Uh, Saratoga, New York. Can we hear from the Canadians? Not just my cousin Christine in Medicine Hat. She's always watching. Hey, Chris. She pointed out that my brother, my brother Lee, the other Lee in my life, Lee P, that we are her favorite cousins on the weekend. And I'm like, are you not afraid of what your other cousins are going to say? <laughs> Clearly not. So I'm here for it. Uh, moving on, news out of Detroit. Uh, breaking news. A popular Zamboni driver for the Detroit Red Wings has been fired for urinating in a drain. Oh, no. Oh, Al Sabotka. No. You don't think you know him, but you actually do. And just hang on. Al Sabotka filed a discrimination lawsuit this week against Olympia Entertainment two months after he was fired. Following 51 years with the Red Wings, his lawyer said he has a health condition that causes him to frequently urinate. The 68-year-old Sabatka couldn't get to a restroom, so he urinated in a drain that carries ice runoff from one of the Zambonis at Little Caesars Arena. Someone saw him and apparently reported it in February. His lawyer, Deborah Gordon, said, quote, he thought no one was in the building. He was given no warning, no second chance. By the Red Wings, not by his bladder. <laughs> he was given no warning. Olympia Entertainment said it wouldn't comment because it's a legal matter. Besides steering the Zamboni at Red Wings games, Sabatka was known for removing octopus. Isn't it octopi thrown onto the ice by fans at Detroit tradition? At Olympia Stadium, Joe Louis Arena, and now Little Caesars Arena. Fans cheered as he twirled the sea creatures over his head. That's the guy. That's the guy. Yeah, you didn't think you knew him, but you know him. Yeah. How do we feel about this? Who hasn't taken a leak down a drain in a hockey rink? Everybody has. I think so. Yes. 
And there's now custodians from all corners of North America stepping up to be like, this is a normal Tuesday. You know, right. I got to go. You got to go. You know, yeah. and uh, it's down the drain. It's not like it's all over the floor. Um, ah, it's too bad. It's too bad for a, an employee like that. I mean, didn't seem like it was egregious or anything crazy. He worked there for 51 years. So how old could the guy be? Right. He's not young. No. I mean, he wouldn't start when he was 10. Well, I hope this works out okay. Um, I can see both sides of it. Uh, 51 years, dude. Be grateful. See you later. On the other side, a warning would be nice. I mean, we know workplace environments. You generally need three written warnings, do you not? I don't. It would Does he have a contract? He would need something. But I think about being a boss, too. I just can't. Let you pee wherever you want in the building. That's why we have washrooms. But at least you would say that. So if this is a first time getting caught or first offense, I would like to give him some stuff. Right. Not to mention his health conditions. Mm -hmm. I wonder if this will go to court. Can you imagine the arguments? I know. I mean, you gotta go. You gotta go. Jeff, the Stamps fan, writes in and says, who amongst us hasn't peed down a drain or gutter? So unfair to fire him. It reminds me, and I am, you know, people like my stories. 1996 WHL playoffs, Regina Pats, Lethbridge Hurricanes, at the time, longest game in WHL history. Went to uh, four overtimes. Went to 1.33 a.m., the game. I couldn't, get out of the, I couldn't get out of the booth to go to the bathroom. We were out of commercials. We were out. I had to go. I went in the bathroom. In the, looked over there, like the garbage. Yep. I went in there, in the press box. I didn't get fired for it, but I was warned the next day. Wow. Yeah. Legendary story. Read Marv Albert's book. He would pee in bottles under the table of NBA games. Gotta go, you gotta go. And this gentleman, Al Sabatka, found a drain, and uh, now he's looking for work. So, that's the story that caught my eye yeah. uh, in the last 24 hours. Um... From our viewers, Jack and Vulcan, Alberta. Guys, Ovi is tough and a top-shelf goal scorer. Unlike number 99, that's more important to me and to his teammates. That puts the grade 8 as number 1 overall in my books. What do you, what do you mean? You're saying because Gretzky is not tough, Jack? Wayne's number 1 until he's not number 1. End of story. Right? And he'll probably always have the points record, but who knows? Yeah. Ted in Red Deer says, great shows this week. Tons of great conversation. Can somebody do a small recap for me? What's the deal between Moose and Tim Hunter? I missed that. I think we got to put this on our website so people can just go click on it whenever they want because I don't want to keep repeating the story. They write an expose. just and then we'll yeah. put the Four or five years ago, Darren wrote a column on my website, rodpeterson.com, predicting WHL playoff outcomes, and he predicted the Saskatoon Blades would sweep the Moose Jaw Warriors and they did. But what was that after game one, Tim Hunter? In game one. In game one, kind of threatened to rough you up under the stands at Sastel <laughs> Center in Saskatoon. And he wasn't very nice about it. Well, he just let me know that he was, wasn't happy. Oh, you think I'm, we're going to get swept? Eh? That's what you think of us. Eh? And he just kept walking and didn't give me a, a chance there. And then he wouldn't let me do a couple interviews. And he just, we had a little feud during that series. Is it, and by the way, his Warriors got swept. Darren was right. But it was more of a heat of a moment thing than anything. But yeah. it was, I, he was threatened by uh, Moose Jaw. I respected it. 
Did you? Yeah, and I think he respected it, and that's why we can remain friends now. Yeah, that's the story. It went on for a couple of years, but now... And this a, week was the first time I saw him face-to-face. Yes, everybody, yeah, this week. Yeah. Um, moving on, the Philadelphia 76ers are a win away from sweeping the Toronto Raptors. Joel Embiid hit a three-pointer with eight-tenths of a second left in overtime to give the Sixers a 104-101 victory last night. He led all players with 33 points. Game four goes Saturday at Scotiabank Arena. I go back to my uh, room here at the Gray Eagle in time to watch overtime. It was a nail-biter, and but the Raptors didn't pull it out. They're down 0-3. They're going to get swept, as Shaq said. Listen, we're not the NBA show, as the Cowboy told me on the weekend. Nobody cares about the NBA, and in Western Canada, really, they don't. Uh, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that, but I will say I was very impressed with the TSN announcers on SportsCenter, Kate, uh, Leo, Jack Armstrong, they all basically said it's over. <laughs> there was no I know. There was no sugarcoating it. Uh, they called out Spicy P. They called out uh, Fred Van Vliet okay, for, for not showing up was the yeah. term they used. So you're getting beat by a better team? It is what it is. I don't think we're losing sleep over it. When you're going to win, those games go your way. When the Raptors won, those types of games, they went the Raptors' way all the time. They're not going their way this year. No. On the way on today's show, by the way, CBC Calgary's Doug Dirks, the Saskatchewan Rush first round forward Marshall Paulus, and uh, Sportsnet Winnipeg Sean Reynolds, by the way. You are watching the warm up live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino. We're not going to get through all six of our show topics, but I'm okay with carrying it over uh, into the next segment. Uh, other NBA series, by the way, Boston owns a 2 0 lead in its first round NBA playoff series with Brooklyn. How come the Nets can't get their act together? I know. They're going to lose out again, it looks like. So much talent, so much uh, potential. Although you're never in trouble until you lose at home. The dumbest saying ever, but they're down 0-2, I think, heading home. And the Chicago Bulls picked up a big road win in Milwaukee. Interesting story here. DeMar DeRozan had uh, 41 points and a 114-110 win. The series is tied at a game each. DeMar DeRozan owned the game last night. This guy's the greatest Raptor ever. If you ask anybody who's the greatest Raptor ever, they won't say DeMar DeRozan. No, they won't. They'll say Kyle Lowry. They'll say Vince Carter. They'll say anybody else. They'll even say Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Was there one year? DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan owns all the records. And it's like he was never there. Wild. Moving on, Blue Jays outfielder Ramel Tapia. Has his first RBIs of the season. He had a go-ahead two-run homer for Toronto and a 6-1 win over Boston last night. He's the one that came over in the, um, the trade for the outfitter, right? Randall Grichik? Mm-hmm. Got his first RBIs. And Jose Barrios allowed one run over six innings for his first win of the year. Blue Jays outfitter George Springer left the game in the sixth inning after he was hit in the forearm by a pitch. X-rays were negative. This guy made a glass. Yeah. Okay. Um, point five. Hockey Canada will soon have a new chief executive officer. Scott Smith will hold the dual roles of president and CEO starting July 1st. He succeeds the retiring Tom Rennie in the CEO position. Hockey Canada oversees the sport from the grassroots to the management of the country's Olympic hockey teams. It's anything to do with hockey in Canada? Hockey Canada runs it. Tom Rennie stepping down, Scott Smith taking over. <laughs> like, that was easy. Yeah, I, I think we're going to get Scott down here. 
Uh, maybe next segment, whatever you folks want, you people. I can tell some Tom Rennie stories. I've known him a very long time. He won a Memorial Cup with the Kamloops Blazers. I was around him when he coached the World Juniors in Winnipeg. Ben's Kyle Calder in the third period of the gold medal game. <clears throat> we'll talk about that. Maybe when we come back. How do you feel about Hockey Canada? How do you feel about the job Tom Rennie's done? I'm here for the discussion. Good old TR. I did an event with him down in Carnage of Sask. Me, him, and Tiger Williams. That's cool. Uh, yeah, you it was a good night. I'm sure there's some stories. I was still drinking then. Oh. Uh, yeah. Those stories after this. <laughs> <laughs> right. You don't want to miss this. And then point six, two things. I'm splitting them, 6A and 6B. Junior hockey playoffs. I really think our bread and butter is junior hockey uh, viewers, fans. That's, the, that's what I get. That's what I hear everywhere I go. Part of why I'm wearing this jacket today. Uh, we'll talk about some junior hockey players, uh, playoffs. They open tonight. Lethbridge at Edmonton. There's eight games Friday. That's 6A. And 6B, Demo, uh, Debo Samuel has asked for a trade from the San Francisco 49ers. And interesting. When we saw him at Super Bowl, Darren, he didn't say anything. Yeah, he didn't. Like, we brushed by him on Radio Road, remember, in the L.A. Convention Center? Yeah. And the guy's like, you want to get a photo with Debo Samuel? And I'm like, he's still on his rookie contract. No. Maybe we should have. Would have made, uh, made, made sense for today. We could have at least. Right. You could have put him on our front page. He didn't of our, say yeah. anything when I we know. saw him at Super Bowl. I was too busy fawning all over Michael Irvin, let's be honest. It was right at the same time. That was. So, yeah, those are the topics. So we'll get into when we come back and bring up your discussion. The text line's open, 902-518-3033. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network. We're live streaming on YouTube, and you can always catch the podcast wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Another beautiful morning in the gateway to the foothills. It is the RP Show. You're looking live at the Great Eagle Resort and Casino. Calgary's entertainment destination. And now the fun stuff. We got out of the way... Everything uh, in terms of the quick six show topics of what's going on and looking ahead to this weekend. Um, Dallas from the, uh, which would I say, I'll just call him a hockey guy. Okay. You've heard me speak of him before, but he says, you best head out to Red Deer this weekend to watch the playoffs. Nice jacket. He's got an affiliation to the Weekings. I don't want to say, I don't want to out. Do you want me to out you, Dallas? He's watching on Game Plus TV right now. And, um, you know, we stream on YouTube as a service to those that don't have Game Plus, but I think it would make your life a lot easier to watch on Game Plus and get it on your cable carrier. If you don't, cancel your cable carrier right now and go get Game Plus. Yeah. But anyways, this area where we're at, we're just talking in the break about this weekend and what we're going to do. This is not dissimilar from South Florida in a way. Bear with me, I'll explain. Okay. I have to budget down there my sports viewing or else you could be doing something every single night. Right. Right. So whether it was a Dolphins game or a Panthers game or you know, soon to be Marlins game probably this summer, I would limit it to one or two sporting events. Same thing here. I'm doing my schedule tonight. The Dallas Stars are here tonight. 
Did you know that? Yeah. And uh, but I thought I didn't even look at the schedule because I'm already looking ahead to Friday's dub games, and the Wheat Kings are in Red Deer, and I think I'm going to be going to that. I've got my CHL pass. I found your CFL uh, CHL pass tucked away somewhere. So I think we're going to go up to Red Deer. Awesome. Because the NHL teams are awesome, and they let us roam to a degree, but nowhere like the junior teams let us go. Like you could take a leak in the Zamboni room if you wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> How about well, except for in Detroit. I was asking you, like, you know, Lethbridge is on the road, but that's a great building to watch hockey. Red Deer, I hate to admit it, one place I've never been to watch Come game. on! No. Never. It's awesome. Never. I could tell you stories about the Red Deer Centrium, too. I... I Ward in Winnipeg, who, by the way, sent in some hate mail uh, last week regarding us not being on Game Plus. He's very happy that we're on, not preempted today. Ward says, hi, Rod and gang. He's texting on the 902 line. He says, oh, that moose sounds like a real shite disturber. Tim Hunter, LOL. You're really not. All you no. did was make predictions, and, and it you was were the, right. It was the softest four-game sweep prediction. I'm like, they're all one-goal games. I'm like, Moose Jaw's a great team. They got this player, this player, this player, but they were missing key guys. And I said, it's going to be a really tough, hard-fought series. But I just think the Blades will win every game. I thought I was being really respectful to Moose Jaw and giving them excuses. Like, not excuses, but they had a lot of injuries. Yeah. And every game was one goal. Two of them went to overtime, I think. It was a hard-fought Sweet. People just don't understand really what it's like to be in this business. As simple as making predictions on games mm-hmm. is going to tick somebody off. Now, I don't care about ticking people off anymore, clearly. But you kind of di- dipped your toe in the water there. I don't think you cared for it too much. A little cold. It was cold. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's one. As we've turned this over to Taco Time viewer takeover early. And by the way, I, when I was looking for those CHL passes, I found a Taco Time gift card so mm-hmm. i know what we're doing later Chinook <laughs> mm-hmm. buy one get one half off burritos today that gift card goes even further taco time is so amazing john ferguson watching in london ontario the home of joe thornton hi rod john ferguson here watching on game plus on rogers cable i coach runners and running groups in london Recently, I trained three London runners who ran the 126th edition of the Boston Marathon on Monday. They all had amazing races. One of the runners, Deb Oak, is wearing your hoodie in the photo. The photo was taken at the finish line the day before the race. Happy to spread the Rod Peterson gospel on the international running scene. Keep up the good work, Rod. London, Ontario, running community, sending love. Hashtag JF running. What? Did he send the photo? Yeah, he said it. Clark, get in the phone. Come on. Boston Marathon. John, I love you. He's, it's right here. Can you get it, Clark? Okay. He's wow. digging into it right now. Wow, wow, wow. John watching on Game Plus TV, and this is the win- Deb Oak wearing your hoodie at the finish line of the Boston Marathon. This is how it goes, man. This is how it goes. I told you yesterday. I know. Thank you, John. I woke up yesterday from an afternoon nap because I'm a napper. And I told Moose, I woke up with unbridled enthusiasm and joy. I said, things are just going great. And they're going to continue to go great. And thanks to John and Deb in London. How about that? 
where was I? Wow. Don't tell her the drain story, okay? <laughs> so anyway, Clark, as soon as he, he said to give him 30 seconds, and then he'll dig it up. Uh, by the way, I don't have a lot of, I don't have any bad Tom Rennie stories at all. I'm just telling you, I've known Tom Rennie a very long time as we get to be older, man. It's close to 30 years. Yeah. And it was the 98 World Juniors in Winnipeg, which incidentally is the loudest arena I've ever been in my life. I'm not saying the Winnipeg Arena is the loudest arena. That event was the loudest I've ever, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Canada, Russia, somebody correct me if I'm wrong. Luongo was in goal for Canada. And my good friend Kyle Calder was on Team Canada, who would go on to play uh, many years in the NHL, third-round pick of Chicago from Manville, Alberta. And he didn't play in the third period of the gold medal game. So I'm at the news conference, and they law, I believe we, we, Canada, lost in overtime. It went from so loud. I had Todd Ripplinger beside me. Old furnace face. He's screaming in my ear or something during the game, and I didn't even hear him. I didn't even turn around. That was so loud. Really? And then in overtime, when they beat us, the winner, the winner was the thud off the puck of the back of the net. Yeah. <laughs> Over, that's how you could hear it. And I was about in row seven. But anyways, after the game, I said, uh, uh, Tom, uh, Rod Peterson, CKRM Regina, um, How's Kyle Calder? He's like, what do you mean, how is he? I said, we didn't play in the third period or overtime. How is he? He's fine. <laughs> that was Tom. <laughs> okay? He's not hurt. Basically, was my point was he wasn't playing. Did he? Is he hurt? Right. No, he's fine. You're, you're the Pats guy, though. And it's I'm like, the Pats. He should be playing every second shift. You know me. Right, I do. <laughs> and Tom's like, what are you talking about? He's our third or fourth line guy. We shortened the bench. Maybe had you played him, you might have won. <clears throat> Anyways, can you, can you put up the photo clock? This is Deb Oak at the finish line. Ta-da! Wow. Dun, 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 dun. Thank you. How about that? Boston Marathon. Post that thing everywhere. I will. I will. And I feel like we got to send John some more stuff. Did you enter the Tough Tribe contest, John? You're probably going to win now. <laughs> You're probably going to win, exactly. Um, okay, so Tacona Pally in Winnipeg says, Rod, that, was, that 1999 World Juniors was awesome. It was, and that's why I was, we all still get screwed up over the year. Yeah. 98, 99, whatever. Well, because but it's, Luongo was so good in goal yeah. for Canada. Well, it confuses it because it starts in one year, finishes in another. Most of it, like this coming up one in December, is actually called the 23 World Juniors, not the 2022. I and know, it's like right? most of it happens in 2022. There's three days or four days in the New Year's. It's year. like, can we bump it? They're never going to bump it because you got to have it at Christmas and at New Year's. Yeah. It's always going to come over the, except for this summer, <laughs> over the New Year. But, right. I see Jennifer from the Four Seasons joining us in the chat. Jennifer has entered the chat. You've missed a lot, Jennifer. We've talked about the Zamboni driver in Detroit being fired for peeing down a drain in the Zamboni room. He didn't think anybody was still on the rink. Who hasn't been caught in that? You fire the guy? I know. Oh. Oh. What happened? We lost you for a minute. Oh, our next guest logged in. Is that the deal? Yeah. Okay. I'll be back here in 10 seconds. Uh, William and Lloyd Minstress is the loudest place I was at 2010. Sask versus Montreal and Edmonton had 63,000 fans. 
you're talking about uh, the Grey Cup. And that was loud. I was, I was there. It wasn't Winnipeg Arena loud, 1999 World Juniors. I'll tell you that for free. But it's not a race. Um, I see uh, a lot of comments coming in, Moose. From Don, our Navy friend, he says, YouTube is fantastic, Rod. I don't have cable, so I appreciate that you have it on other platforms. Don't sign any exclusive broadcasting contracts, please. Hashtag, or LOL. Uh, I just sit in front of the mic and talk. He and Lee G take care of that other stuff. I'll take your suggestion in the suggestion box. Dan from Saskatoon writes in. He says, I'm here for the breakdown of the viral video of Mike Tyson punching out a fellow passenger on his flight to Florida last night. Uh, didn't see it. And I'd rather talk about the Zamboni driver in Detroit getting fired for taking a leak in a drain in Little Caesars Arena. I didn't see Mike Putt. How, how are we surprised that Mike Tyson <laughs> knocked somebody out on a flight to Florida? If Mike Tyson knocked somebody out, there's got to be an investigation here. Something would have happened for somebody to provoke Mike Tyson. Like The guy probably was sitting there being like, Mike, can you please punch me in the face? They probably asked for it. Uh, Jeff in the zone has entered the chat. He writes in and he says, Morning, Rod and Darren. Thoughts on the Raptors being down 0-3 in the series versus the 76ers? We covered it in the warm-up. Coffee starts at 10 a.m. Mountain, noon Eastern. Join us then. We, we covered it already. What am I supposed to do? Uh, Robin and Prince Albert. Okay, here's the question that will carry us for the rest of the show. What's the loudest venue you've ever been in? And don't say concerts. It's got to be a sporting event. Co concerts are another level. They're different. I was at a Kiss concert, literally. As you know, in the movie Old School, uh, where they say we got more speakers here than a damn Kiss concert. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's legit. Vince Vaughn. <laughs> yeah, it's the loudest I've ever been at as a Kiss concert. Well, because they can play music and amp the volume up even higher and the exactly bass, yeah doesn't count yeah games at bc plays for the lions don't count amplified crowd noise what's the loudest robin and prince albert writes in he says loudest place i've been in 2019 game seven playoffs raiders giants raiders win an ot so loud for the intimate building <sighs> absolutely it'll always be the communiplex to me <clears throat> it Sit here and tell stories all day long, man, until the cows come up. Literally. I remember uh, Kamloops, PA, Don Hayes coaching the Blazers. Hazers, Blazers against Don Clark's Raiders. And it's a regular season game, man. And Don Hay takes the Blazers down the tunnel. You know the Yardhauser Center in PA. The community. Takes them off the bench, down the tunnel, because he called a timeout. I'm in the booth, the 20-year-old voice of the Raiders, pulling a Bob Cole. They're going home! I thought he pulled him off. Right. Him to the, no, it was so loud in there, he had to take him down under the tunnel for a team meeting. Have wow. you ever seen that? Never. So, Robin, I get you. Still not Winnipeg Arena loud. Ryan H. says, Rod, I was at the Bautista bat flip playoff game. That was the loudest for me. Game five, ALDS. Ooh. Was it not game five? I think so. But those are best of five series, and they went back to Texas after that. So maybe it wasn't game five. But I know the series against Texas. Uh, Nelson Hakowicz, honestly, Bridgestone Arena, Nashville. Preds, Wings, 2010. We've been in that rink in Nashville. Yeah, we it's have. Not, still not Winnipeg Arena allowed. Sorry. Uh, we got to roll, Moose. We'll continue this uh, a little later on. Sounds good. Okay.
Marshall Paulus of the Saskatchewan Rush joins us next for a very big uh, preview of a big game this weekend. You're watching the RP Show live from Calgary's Grey Eagle Resort and Casino on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. It is the RP Show coming to you live from Grey Eagle Resort and Casino. By the way, the master of redneck comedy, Jeff Foxworthy, will be live in the event center here at Grey Eagle Saturday, May 28th. Actor, writer, producer, and former host of Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? This show can't be missed. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.ca. And what a time to bring up the topic of what's the loudest sports venue you've ever been in. One game, one place, what's the loudest? Everybody writing in on YouTube. Uh, we'll get to those answers in a moment because we're going out on a video chat now. Marshall Paulus, rookie of the Saskatchewan Rush, joining us on uh, video from Ontario in advance of the huge game on Saturday. How you doing, Marshall? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. Would you mind answering that question before we get into the hardcore lacrosse talk? Do you recall the loudest venue you've been in? Is it a, For you as an Ontario kid, maybe it's Leafs, Blue Jays, something, or a Rush game? What's the loudest you've ever remember being at? Yeah, probably a rush game. Uh, I haven't really been to too many hockey games at all, really, or big sporting events. But yeah, um, I've been to different uh, NLL games. But yeah, the rush definitely have uh, the loudest um, fans. Yes, and getting louder. And I appreciate you coming on. For those that don't know, first round pick, Marshall Paulus. And am I saying this right? Oswaken, Ontario. How do you say your hometown? Yeah, Oshwegan. Oshwegan, Ontario. Okay, first round pick of the rush last year. You're only 21 years of age. So you're in this rookie season, and you guys have been fighting for your playoff lives, facing must-win games every week for, like, the last six weeks. Has it been fun for you? Yeah. Yeah, it's been pretty pretty fun. Um, just uh, trying to soak it all in and get as much experience as I can. Well, you seem to be the kind of guy that thrives under pressure because you scored two goals uh, this past weekend in a huge must-win game against Colorado. Maybe we should start there before we look ahead to this weekend's game. What was it like um, going into that game, and how did you guys pull it off against the conference leaders? Uh, yeah, just, just like every other game, um, it's a must-win situation now. We can't, we can't lose anymore, so um, we just, you know, everybody did their jobs. Our goalie played great. Our defense played great, and our offense, you know, we put the ball in the net. So it was a full team effort. And um, yeah, so looking ahead to next weekend, hopefully uh, we had the same, um, hopefully the same outcome. Well, of course. And I think the obvious question is what's changed? Because you could have been eliminated long ago, but now you're one of seven teams battling for three spots here and one loss, and you're out, but you just keep winning. If you're on a roll here, what aside from the obvious, the coaching change, what on the floor has changed? The, so you guys are winning uh, games. I, it, it's kind of, it's, uh, I feel like everybody's just now settling in. Like it, there's a lot of different uh, players on the floor now. Like uh, there's probably like four new players, five new players that were on the floor that, uh, you know, so we just had to all um, figure out our uh, chemistry and stuff like that together and I, fig I feel like we figured it out now so it's um that's why we're on a good win streak now 
Saskatchewan Rush are home Saturday night to the San Diego Seals 7.30 at Sastel Center. Get your tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. I need to hear your story of getting to the NLL and growing up playing lacrosse. You're obviously a role model in the indigenous community. Talk about that, and you must feel like you're living a dream right now. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I guess uh, starting back, uh, um, I was probably like 12 years old. Uh, my brother Johnny, he um, he played for, he got drafted when he was 18 to go play for the um, the Rochester Nighthawks. And ever since then, it's been a, a dream of mine to, uh, you know, be in the same situation he was in and play professional lacrosse. And uh, so I had it in my head that, uh, you know, when I turn of age, I'm going to put my name in. Obviously, when I was 18 years old, I wasn't ready for it. I was, uh, you know, not playing, uh, like, junior year lacrosse and all that. So waited a couple of years. And uh, in 2019, I uh, I played uh, for the Six Nations Rebels and had a really good uh good year and then also played for the senior team that year and we ended up winning the championship so um i think that year made me realize i can play against men and um and i, I did pretty good so uh I, fi- I figured the year after that i'm gonna put my name into the draft you know try and get bigger this year and then uh just get ready for uh the 2020 draft and so that's what i did and uh i, I didn't change my mind at all i was like all right all this year i'm actually gonna put my name in and just see where i go and uh yeah saskatchewan ended up taking me so yeah well it's it looks like a perfect fit i can't wait to see you play saturday night against san diego how would you say your rookie season has gone um i think it's going pretty good um obviously uh you know having uh guys like uh mark matthews robert church and all like all our whole offense is uh like we got a lot of depth and everything so um i i haven't uh i know i wasn't gonna be the one to carry the ball and you know like have control all the time so i um i'm I'm more of a just a set the pick kind of guy and try to get people open so yeah but you buried twice or sorry that's a hockey term but i don't know if you call it that on lacrosse or not but you scored twice against colorado so you know what you're doing uh i was saying you have a new follower on twitter that's me but i was already following you when i looked you up here mar paulus 18 is marshall's twitter by the way so let's get some people following this guy and uh tell me you guys have been down to san diego before right i sorry did you not blow a big lead in san diego earlier this year you must feel like you uh, owe them a little bit going into this game yeah, um, I wasn't really too sure what the uh, score was, but uh, we, we uh, blew that lead. I feel like we owe them one, so hopefully uh, this weekend we can give it to them this time. All right, sounds good. And I, I did mention it to you earlier about being a role model for First Nations youth, but can you talk a little bit about that? Obviously, like Saskatchewan, like everywhere else, we've got a huge First Nation population. They love going to the Rush games. Have you had any interaction with them here in your rookie season? Yeah, um, me and uh, Jeff Shatler just got done doing like a little uh, talk over in um, at the Dakota Dunes Casino there, and uh, it was for like a all Indigenous like uh, communities in Saskatchewan, and met a lot of great people there. And uh, you know, I was talking talking to Jeff, and he was saying like uh, he wants me to get set up in like Standing Buffalo and start helping out there and all that. So I'm I'm down to do that, and you know, be. A, a role model for the indigenous communities, not just in Ontario, but, you know, into that uh, Saskatoon as well. 
Yeah, well, you're doing great and just continue to be yourself because it looks like you're on a hell of a roll. Would you do me a favor next time you talk to Jeff Shatler? Ask him not to retire after this season. That seems to be the popular rumor. Has he made an announcement on that? Is he doing it? Can you uh, talk him out of that? He's my, one of my favorite Rush players, man. <laughs> yeah, I've tried to talk him out of it so many times. And, you know, I, I, <laughs> I feel like when you're playing Rattler, uh, you know, like you, you've done it all. So, like, he can just retire whenever now. <laughs> that is a very good point. If he wants to do it, it should be up to him. Marshall, thanks for this uh, continued success. I'll see you Saturday night. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Marshall Paulus of the Saskatchewan Rush. And by the way, before we bring the moose in for the final segment of this hour, Doug Dirks and Sean Reynolds coming up next hour. A sports update. Seven games last weekend made the NLL playoff picture a bit clearer as the Buffalo Bandits clinched the top overall seed. Five teams have clinched their tickets into the NLL chase for the championship. And those teams include, <clears throat> pardon me, the Toronto Rock, Colorado Mammoth, San Diego Seals, and the Calgary Roughnecks. Seven teams still in the running to earn the final three spots. And they include, if you can believe, Halifax, Georgia, Albany, Philadelphia, New York, Panther City, which is Fort Worth, Texas, and Saskatchewan. They can all still qualify in the final two regular season weekends. The rush just got to keep winning. The NHL will hold its draft lottery May 10th. It'll determine the order of selection for the first 16 picks. 11 teams will have a chance at winning the top pick. Draft scheduled to go July 7th in Montreal. And uh, BC Lions defensive lineman Stephen Richardson will miss several months after suffering an injury during a workout session last week. He signed with the Lions as a free agent in the offseason. Lions coach Rick Campbell says the team hopes to get Richardson back for the stretch drive of the CFL season. This sports update for Ballers Rec Room. Check out our brand new line of games for the Tap drive through and Liquor Store and Brew House. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. We'll be back to Gray Eagle right after this. You're watching on the Game Plus television network, live streaming on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. All right, all right, all right. We are we are back live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino, and I I'm blown away. I've got some new information here, Moose. Uh -oh. The Moose is back for uh, Taco Time uh -oh. viewer takeover. Did you know Canadian folk rock heroes, the Bare Naked Ladies, are returning to Calgary August the twentieth? Have you heard this? No. And they're coming here, known for their iconic, energetic live performances that combine humor with an eclectic mix of folk, pop, rock. <laughs> Folk pop rock, don't say that too fast. <laughs> and sometimes even freestyle rap. Get ready to have an unforgettable night. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. If I had a million dollars, I wouldn't have to eat Kraft Dinner. If I but million, I would still eat Kraft Dinner. Of course, we'd just eat more. If I had a million dollars, I'd buy a Bare Naked Ladies ticket. Right? Ticketmaster.ca, right here at Grey Eagle, August 20th. The Bare Naked Ladies. Wow, they got a lot of stuff going on here. It is taco time, viewer takeover. It is buy one, get one half off, burrito full Thursday at taco time. That's where we're going today. Do you remember what we were talking about the last time you were here? Yeah, venues and how yeah. loud they were. It was not a good time for me to bring it up because... Because then you go into an interview. Right, and then just a flood of comments here. Yeah. 
And there's been some really good ones here. Uh, and some comments coming in regarding our interview with Marshall Paulus, who Darren broadcast Rush Games. I asked him in the break, is this kid good? And you said, yes, very good. Very good. Um, from Cynthia watching in Pittsburgh, she goes, way to go, Marshall. Such an amazing young man. Tacona in Winnipeg says, that Rod, last Thursday you talked about the greatest Pat. Number one, Dale Durkach. A, I felt terrible not saying Dale Durkach. The rat watches this show every single day. I know because he texts me. 491 career points. Very hard to argue that, it, that. But when you talk about Doug Wickenheiser, a captain, a WHL championship, a number one overall pick to the Montreal Canadiens. We're choosing between pizza and ice cream here. Two great things. Very hard to identify one. I know. And everybody's got different criteria. Yeah. Because you look at Everly, what he did at World Juniors. We're going to talk about Bedard and what he's going to do, you know, yeah. nationally and in the NHL. You know, is it about what they do with the Pats or is it about the whole career? I can't believe the furor over Connor Bedard. That's probably not the best term to use, but we got to go. Uh, we're going to be in Edmonton in August with this show, please, okay. for the World Juniors. Be a great way to get in there. Uh, from the viewers here, oh, Jeff Cabela says, nice jacket, Rod. Go Wheaties. Uh, Wheat Kings at Red Deer Friday night at the NMAX Centrium and will be there. Again, I'm, I'm trying to budget my sports time. That's winning out over the Flames and the Stars tonight. Okay. So much I'm looking forward to that game. Um, boo, boo, boo. Oh, they're talking about Winnipeg and the ice moving their games to the Canada Life Center. We, we were on that train first. Right? Yeah. But tomorrow night, the ice are home. Who they got? You know who they're playing in round one? You got all the, all the, they're playing PA. Yeah. And they're playing in the ice cave, Wayne Fleming Arena. What do you think the chances are that they move it into the big rink? Slim, because of the reasons that fans told us, the different ownership groups and the Manitoba Moose are in there. But it would be so great if they did. So I hope that they do. It'll depend on the ownership of the two franchises the jets and the ice and how they get along that's what i think it's going to come down to yeah moose i'll see you a little later on an hour too you bet doug dirks cbc calgary and now a comedian <laughs> a host of comedians anyways coming up next hour and sean reynolds from winnipeg stick around everybody on game plus coming right back after this break As you can tell, head to youtube.com slash the rod peterson show now you gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.